Welcome to the spring break edition of the Family Vacationer. You know, snow may still be on the ground where you are, but we are definitely looking ahead to warmer weather. It is not too late to plan your family's fun-filled spring break vacation. So how to plan and where to go? It's all next on the Family Vacationer. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is episode 13 of the Family Vacationer. You know, it won't be long now till warmer weather is upon us, unless you're in Georgia, where we go from snow to 72 degrees in consecutive yes, days. All four seasons in one week. In one week. But now is the perfect time to start planning for your family spring break vacation. Let's jump right in and look at some of the questions that you may want to answer to start your planning process. All right. So, Rob, I'm going to throw some questions at you. You're the expert here, the travel man. First of all, when you're looking at going somewhere, you know, there are always those people who are wanting, they want to go exactly the number of days they're going to be where they're going. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. You get out on a Friday, you want to leave Saturday and you want to get back on Sunday and right down to the minute. But there are some others though, that might like a little buffer. So how long do you want to be gone? That's the first question I want to throw at you. Yeah. I mean, what I found the older that I get, the more I like a little buffer day or two, you know, maybe not when we leave, but definitely when we come back, just a chance to unpack. And, uh, cause <laughs> the way it works with me, if we get back like on a Sunday night and I've got to go to work on a Monday, right. My suitcase may or may not stay on the edge of the bed there at the foot of the bed till for, you know, for two, three weeks. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's the one question you want to ask. And, and it may vary depending upon, you know, uh, who's working, who's in school, mm-hmm. what age group they, they belong to, but absolutely that's something to consider. Yeah. And it's almost like you need a, a recoup day sometimes a vacation from vacation. Yep. Yeah. Next question I want to throw at you. What is the defining factor in where you go? I mean, is it, is it price? Is it location activity? Yeah. A lot of people, you know, price is the determining factor and that's totally understandable that that may decide for you where you go, you know, and then again, coupled with how long you want to be gone, that may rule out, for instance, going international. Maybe that's something you want to wait till you have a couple of weeks to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely price you know, looking at, at flights now, flights are relatively inexpensive domestically and there are some international locations as well. So yeah, that's something that you want to ask. And it, do you want to go skiing? Do you want to go to the beach? That's yeah. another determining factor. So yeah, that's that, that would be the second question that I'd probably ask. Now, when you're when you're looking at price, and you talked about airfare a little bit, mm-hmm. yes, you know, are there certain times of the year? And, and I think I know the answer to this question, but can you help us? Are certain times of the year that you should look for plane tickets for specific flight times? It really depends on where you're going. So if you're going, to, if you're wanting to go to say Colorado, obviously when there's snow on the ground, there's a chance that yep. the tickets going to be a little bit higher right. than what they consider their off season. Like Vail, I've been to Vail and Breckenridge in the in the spring, and mm-hmm. obviously if there's no snow on the ground. It's beautiful though. I mean, it's yeah. still a, a still a great place to visit. Now, if you're going to someplace tropical, you understand that there are going to be, when it's high demand, the ticket prices are going to go up. That's just how it works. Yeah. You know, and you were talking a while ago that, you know, going to Costa Rica and in a month or so, yeah. snag some plane tickets, round trip 375. 
Which is a great deal. It is a great deal. And, you know, I think you have to look at stipulations. One of being, is it refundable, things like that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I got these on Southwest, and they've got the want-to-get-away price. Right. And so I asked, you know, what's what's the difference here? And the only difference is it's non-refundable. Right. But we're we're going. So, yeah. I mean, well, even even when they say non-refundable, like on Southwest, even if you don't go, if you wind up not going, mm-hmm. you still can have credit on Southwest. Yeah. So it's not like you just lose the money. Yeah. So that's something to consider when you're talking when you're looking at different airlines as well, not because not everybody has the same policy. And you can always back that up with travel insurance. Uh, travel insurance is something I always, always, always recommend, especially if you're going to someplace new that you're not familiar mm-hmm. with, or if you're going on a cruise. Yeah, any place that you're making a, a really high investment when it comes to your vacation, yeah, and nobody wants to pay for travel insurance because hopefully it's something that you won't use. But goodness, if you need it and you don't yeah. have it, uh, you know that you're hurts. in trouble. It's going to cost you a lot more than it would have mm-hmm. had you just you know, ponied up and bought the travel insurance to begin with. So yeah. it's a tough sell to some folks. Cause again, if you're looking at price as the, as the ultimate factor in where you're going on vacation or if you go on vacation, yeah. you know, a lot of folks are just looking at the price they see when they go online and they're not considering that there are some other costs involved. So mm-hmm. just something to consider when you're planning your vacation. Right. Okay. Next thing I want to ask you about going places that are familiar or being adventurous and going to new places. Yeah, and there's something to be said for either of those. Me, <clears throat> I've gone to the Gulf Coast every year since I was two, and I love it. I like, yeah. Actually, that's not true. Last year, we didn't go, and I missed it. I, I missed mm-hmm. not being on the Gulf Coast. So, But there's, you know, like my wife is different. She wants to go to, to new places. She yeah. wants to experience things, and it's a little different with us because the, the dynamic exists that I've been to – 46 states and four or five different countries and she's you know been to a handful so she wants to experience a lot of these different places but for me there my happy place is sitting yeah or actually floating in the gulf waters i mean that's that's mm-hmm. my idea of a good time but there, that's something you have to consider internally with your family is everybody satisfied going to that familiar place or should you try something new and, and i just want to point out something just so you'll feel sorry for me yeah my wife is on the Gulf Coast right now without me. I wow. I do feel sorry for you. So yeah, and that's that, my favorite water. Oh man. The Gulf is you can't beat it. Yeah, no, I, I do feel my my wife took a <laughs> took a took a girls trip, I think it was two years ago. And it I mean, I'm happy that she got away. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm like <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's someplace I would love to be. So yeah, but anyway, that's so that's something that's a conversation internally in the family you need to you need to at least have so that everybody kind of is on the same page when you're looking at planning the vacation. Yeah, we 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 have a spot on the uh the west coast of Florida mm-hmm. that we like to go to. And one of the biggest things we like about it is there there are not hundreds and hundreds of people there. Right. And that kind of leads me into the next question that I was going to throw at you about traditional spring break destinations right (laughs) tell me the deal well now so if you are a family with small children and you want to go to let's say what's panama city beach panama city yeah uh, south padre island um any cancun Mm -hmm. you have to understand that there are going to be 
lots of high school uh-huh. and college folks that are there and their idea of a good time and your idea of a good time or might just, collide exactly yeah, right. uh, in a not so pleasant mix there. So I just think that's something to consider if you, if you are going to a traditional spring break location for, for high school students and college students that there's going to be a lot of loud music being played. There's going to be a lot yep. of traffic. There's going to be some people making some bad decisions. And so <laughs> you have to consider if, if that's going to get in the way of, of your relaxation and your, you know, your downtime with your family and, you don't want to have you know you don't want to have to have uncomfortable conversations with your young children about yeah. what, what you see going on around you and so yeah that's definitely and then price too because yeah. like we talked about you know if you go to one of these traditional spring break locations you're going to pay for it because this is when they make their money so mm-hmm. um, you just need to consider that and even if you're going to some place like you know we'll talk about Disney understand that the prices are going to be up I mean they fluctuate now but you know for high demand, low demand, whatever, and somewhere in between. But spring break, I've been on spring break many times now to Disney and Universal, and it is packed, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, there's that being said, there's still ways to have a good time, and there's still ways to make sure that you do all the things that you want to do, but it takes a little more planning. So the earlier that you plan, that's, I mean, when I'm talking to people that are planning their vacation, the earlier you plan, the better. It's not yeah. too late to plan plan your spring break vacation, but if you're going to a place with that has high demand, you have to understand that there are things you may not get to do because you're already kind of late in the process. So. Right. Good point. And the sad part is that the people making bad decisions will get our age. Yes. And they'll say, "What was I thinking?" Yes, absolutely. Course, you never did anything bad. Right? No, no, I was so. I was a complete angel. Um, but. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, sorry. No, but yeah, there's what, what is the line? There's nothing as expensive in life as regret, but, uh, <laughs> some people only learn the hard way, but, uh, yes. you'll, you'll see plenty of that going on around there. I typically refer to myself as the idiot when I think of my twenties. <laughs> so, oh, you knew me back then. You're probably agreeing. With I, me. you know, I, I, I have a hard time seeing it actually, but hopefully there's no, vi- luckily social, social media did not exist oh when we gosh. were younger. Cause there would be some pictures. Uh, out there. Yeah, anyway. I control what's posted at least. <laughs> Mostly, except for, you know, on Facebook the other day, the uh, picture of me at a party in seventh grade resurfaced. Nice. Yeah. Nice. At least I was holding a guitar in my hand, so Let's... I kind of looked cool for the 80s. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, Moving on. Yes. Flying or driving? What do you think? Again, that really depends on your family and, and if you're traveling with small children. I, you know, either way is going to be a bit of an undertaking, whether you are flying or driving and you have to consider how far you're going. Um, again, you know, from, from where we are here in Atlanta, the Atlanta area down to Disney, yeah. we, you know, we like to, to drive a little bit of the way or half the way, or maybe a little bit over half the way. And then, you know, uh, stay at a, a hotel in Gainesville or Ocala somewhere around there and then get up and drive in just so that when we get there, the kids aren't having to do like a seven hour at a time drive. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't go well with our family. So you really, but again, if we flew, there's still some considerations there flying with small children. Yes. That gets a little precarious at times. So it really just depends on your fa- knowing your family and, and how your kids can adapt to the different situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's really, if you're, if you are up in the air and you're, you're willing to do either one that yeah. works out get on some of these email lists. Uh, you, you can get on Delta's mm-hmm. list. You can get on pretty much all airlines. 
do email lists or they do uh, feeds on Facebook, social media, and you can snag some cheap deals. I, you know, I went to Orlando once, and I, I, I'm not going to lie, you know, 45 minutes to an hour on a plane. Yeah. Sure beat the seven or eight-hour drive. But if you are going to make the drive, check out our episode on gadgets. Yes. One of our early episodes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, also, you know, if you are flying, there are other things to consider renting a car when you get there or if you're going to take Uber. Yeah. Again, depending on how small your children are, you have to make sure that Uber has a car seat or if you're going to take a cab or a shuttle bus, any of that. Those are all things to consider. All right. Now, this is something I want to ask you because this probably comes up with lots of families out there. Mm -hmm. Just your family or will friends and or family be coming along because mm -hmm. we've done both. That yes. can get fun either way. Right. Yeah, I mean, I have a teenage daughter. She's in college now. And so, you know, if we can, we like to let her have a traveling companion because it, yes. it gets a little gets a little old for her when we're going to things that placate my four-year-old and my nine-year-old. Uh, it's always better for her to have some, you know, a running buddy to, yeah. to hang out with. But, yeah, so and if it's extended family, you know, we've traveled with extended family and, and the group dynamic changes. So you yes. have to – you have to plan for that. Um, and it can be as simple as just the mental preparation of knowing, hey, if you're the person who normally decides where you're going to go eat, what you're mm -hmm. going to do that night, that that may not be the same <laughs> dynamic <laughs> when you're traveling with extended family. You have to be able yeah. to yield the floor. And there's nothing worse than being on a family vacation with extended family and some kind of you know, misunderstanding yeah. turns into an argument, turns into... So, and that's not what you want when you're paying all that money to go on vacation. And you throw out your favorite restaurant name and somebody says, I don't want seafood. Right, right. <laughs> you and I We're both, at the beach. What I, do you mean you don't want seafood? We've talked before about we have our favorite restaurants. Right. Oh, man, you got to go. So that you can do it in your mind and don't want anybody to change that plan. Well, again, if you're, so let's say you go to the same place every, every year on vacation. Mm -hmm. And, but this year you're going with your extended family. Well, if you've gone with them in years past, well, this year they may want to try that new restaurant and yeah. that may get in the way of you going to your favorite restaurant. So right. again, that's just, it's a group dynamic that you need to prepare yourself for. There's also some other questions that you need to ask if you're traveling with, with friends and family. Does anyone in the group have special needs? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's something that more and more resorts, more and more areas are, are understanding that there are needs that they're not they're not servicing and they're trying to make, you know, make ground yeah. in doing that. So, mm -hmm. but that's something you definitely need to plan for. I, I think, you know, and we, we were talking about doing a, a future episode on this, just writing down kind of what your family likes to do on vacation, writing yeah. down passport numbers, yes. uh, frequent flyer numbers, all that. So that you're not having to reach for that when you're trying to plan. I think mm -hmm. that's important. And then if, if you're working with a, uh, with a travel agent, like myself, you can just give them that. Yeah. And that way they know some questions about, you know, they can kind of check off some boxes ahead of time. Things like what types of accommodations are important to mm -hmm. you, or do you prefer a particular chain of, of hotels? Do you, uh, cause me, I'm, I'm more of a Marriott person now. Okay. Used to be a Hilton guy. Now I'm a Marriott guy. So, and that kind of changes as you, you've seen a lot of consolidation in the hotel business. So that, that changes quite a bit. Do you prefer a hotel, a cabin, a suite? Do you want to go on a cruise? Do you want to find a treehouse? Airbnb, Airbnb has opened up like 
all kinds of possibilities. You're not kidding. It really, even in the smallest, most remote places, people are opening up their own Airbnbs. And, and open some crazy spaces too. Just, mm -hmm. I, I was looking for something maybe for Valentine's day for my wife and I, and there's just some, some spaces that you would never consider that, you know, it's, you're never going to rent those through a traditional hotel. So, yeah. but, um, and then what kind of amenities are important to you? Do you want free breakfast? Do you want free parking, a uh, pool? Do you want a kitchenette? I have to, I have to say, mm -hmm. I have a weird thing about hotels with kitchenettes. I do not like them. I don't care how nice they are. It just weirds me out. I don't know why. It's just one of those weird. So that's something to consider if you have a weird person like me and your family. <laughs> if you have Rob with you, yeah, don't get don't, a kitchenette. Don't get a kitchenette. Because um, who really uses those? I mean, come on. Yeah. I had one this past summer. Never used it. Not one time. That I'm, was out in D.C. A kitchen is one thing. A kitchenette, little, it's like a half version. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to throw them this and that. Anyway, I won't go off. Is it important for the activities that you're involved with to be close to where you're staying? Mm -hmm. That's something to consider. Do you want activities available on site? A lot of resorts have uh, kids programs that are very, yeah. very fun for the kids. So is that important to you? Those are all questions just to kind of at least get you started in the planning process. All right. Let me ask you this. This is a big thing now. Points, hotel points, airline points. Yes. All those. Yeah. You got to so, think about those. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people when they're looking at traveling, again, they travel for work and they, they accrue points. And so when it comes to vacation, now's the time for them to use them. So mm -hmm. that's something to, to consider, you know, if you're looking at only one chain, even with the consolidation that I've talked about, Mary, I, I think is as of right now, the biggest conglomeration of hotels. Yeah. That'll probably change tomorrow, but but it still limits you as to where you can stay if you're if you're trying to use those points. And with the way that airline points work, it's the same with hotels. They only allot so many seats or so many rooms as rewards um, for points. So that's something that might limit you as far as when you can go, where you can go. All right, and if you are planning your vacation all those additional fees. And I think this would probably be more the case if you were flying, but you never know. What what are we looking at with extra fees? Yeah. Well, you've got luggage. Well, uh, and again, a lot of people, they'll go online and they'll, and they'll consider the things that are obvious. Like if they're looking at a resort, it'll say this amount. And so mm -hmm. what they forget is that there are, there are luggage fees. You got airport transfers that not all resorts cover. You've got, uh, are you going to rent a car? Are you going to rent a van? You've got, uh, are you going to Uber? Those are additional costs. Tips. Costs. Tips. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what kind of clothing do you need a new bathing suit? Do you, yeah. uh, and he, this is, we're going to go kind of down a rabbit hole here, but as much as you can buy things like suntan lotion, mm -hmm. what else am I, anything that any of those essentials, Buy those from the Dollar General where you're at. Right. I'm sure there's one right next to you, or there will be yeah. in a week. <laughs> uh, they multiply like rabbits, but make sure you buy that where you're at. Because if you get down to the beach, suntan lotion is going to be about three times what it would be mm -hmm. where you live. So make sure you do that. And spray goes fast. I've learned it, with our kids. You, you, know, you don't want to sit there and lather up for 30 minutes, but... Yeah. Good grief. The spray is gone in no time. Well, my, my boys are like me. They like to stay in a pool for six hours. Yeah. I mean, I can just, I just love floating in water, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, but you got to reapply that suntan lotion. Yeah. If you don't, you're going to have lobsters as kids. And yeah. 
So yeah, but there's travel insurance. That's another fee like we've talked about. Right. Souvenirs. Uh-huh. If you're the big idiot that buys everything around you at Disney, <clears throat> like like me, I, people can't see me pointing at myself, but you got to consider those are going to be, I mean, you can rack up serious money on souvenirs and and there are ways though there you know there are ways to plan ahead with that you talked about planning early yeah things like the disney visa cards you you build up all kinds of points you get money and so that's something we've done in the past we we build those up and my wife is really good about keeping up with those sort of things and keeping track and so then you can go into one of these shops and say all right girls you have this much money pick something out Another thing you can do, just talking about Disney, yeah. and my wife made fun of me for doing this until we got to the park. So the first time that I used a, a, a Disney travel agent, she recommended that I go to Dollar General and buy, it doesn't have to be Dollar General, we're not getting Dollar General money here. Dollar Tree. Could be, yeah, could be Dollar, <laughs> could be Walmart, whatever. Yeah. But she, she, she suggested that there were a couple things that we should buy before we went. Ponchos. Yeah. A light-up bubble gun, which you can Whoa. get for like $2, right? A light-up bubble gun. Yes. Just, yeah, bear with me because I'll... Okay. So I, I bought these things, and I made like a um, a first aid kit, right? Okay. I got some stuff, threw it in there. We get in the park. Before that, my wife was, she was seriously making... You're, why are you buying all that? We get down there. It gets dark, and here come the people pushing the light-up stuff. Yeah. My son is having a fit. The bubble guns are $20. Now, granted, uh-huh. they have Mickey Mouse on them. I don't know that Mickey's worth $18. Mm. But I'm like, oh, hey, I bought you one of these earlier. And I pulled out hey. the thing that I bought and I gave it to her, gave it to him, and he was completely fine. I looked at my wife. She said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so those are just things that, that you, can, you can do to save a little money on your trip. Uh, and that was genius. I got to hand it to you. That was good. Uh, well, again, it was the travel agent who yeah. she had a bunch of really good suggestions. So um, the last thing that I had just to consider, and mm-hmm. there, there are more than, than what we've listed, but these are just some things to think about. But the last one is parking fees and tolls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, if you're driving in Florida, I'm trying to think of where some other places, Southern California, um, you just need to know there's, there's going to be some tolls that you're going to have to pay. So. Yeah, and, and a lot of the, the, directions apps like Waze. Yes. They will tell you those things sometimes. Yes. yes. You put go ahead and put your route in. Even if you don't need to know it, you you know the route, go ahead and put it in because it's going to pop that up for you. And importantly, Waze, you can have the cookie monster as your guiding voice. Absolutely. <laughs> so that that's very important for your trip. That's really a lot of fun for about five minutes. Okay. I, I like it, but that's <laughs> You you and your your boy likes it, right? <laughs> yeah, my wife rolls her eyes, but she's gonna do that to me anyway. So I just you know whatever. But uh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, all right, I, I love Cookie Monster and Ways. All right, we talked about planning early. Yes. So. Yeah, the earlier you plan, uh, the more time you have to research not only where you're gonna go, but what you're gonna do when you get there. Some people don't like to do do a lot of pre planning. They like to get to a spot and and kind of explore and discover on their own. But there are a lot of people like me that, you know, I'll buy a Frommer's guide, especially if I'm going to someplace like Mm -hmm. Las Vegas or, you know, I want to know what's new, what's out there. The earlier you plan, you could maybe use a payment plan where you're just Mm -hmm. paying monthly on your vacation. It also gives time to, to make some corrections if something comes up. Yeah. The later you plan, the more you're likely going to pay. You know, that's something to consider. But 
all that to say, if if you do like right now, it's it's we're what a month and a half away from spring break. Yeah. Typically, there's still deals that you can find. It's just you may not get the deal to the place that you were thinking about going. Mm-hmm. Um, so the earlier you plan, the better. What about off peak? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even so, yeah. I would still plan early because you're going to save even more money. Mm-hmm. Hotels will look at where they're at on their volume. And they may release deals, you know, the, if they're not getting the occupancy that they're expecting, that's when they start releasing deals. That's the way, you know, Disney does it. They'll, yeah. They'll kind of look at their occupancy rates and if they need to, they'll, they'll, you know, throw out a deal and it, you know, people will gobble it up. Mm-hmm. So off peak is great. It's just, you know, it just depends on how early that you look at it and what kind of deals they have on the market at the time. Gotcha. All right. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, the language tutor. Hi friends, Danny Evans here, and I want to tell you about The Language Tutor, your one-stop YouTube channel for learning languages. You ever wanted to learn Spanish or French or know someone that wants to learn English? Well, you can find great lessons for language learning on our channel, The Language Tutor. Just simply go to YouTube and type in The Language Tutor, and you'll find our channel there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and click that notification bell so that you'll never miss any of our great lessons that come in every single week. I hope to see you on The Language Tutor. All right, guys, we're back. So now it's time to look at some 2020 destinations. What you got, Rob? So there are obviously many places that you can go internationally and domestically. Domestically, though, we're going to focus on today. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at some possible options for 2020 leading off. And these are in no uncertain. I mean, these are in no order. But San Diego, San Diego, as it was. Consistently beautiful weather, Southern California. The San Diego Zoo. Have you ever been to the San Diego Zoo? No. It is awesome. And I'm not a zoo person, per Mm -hmm. se. But we, let's see, we went, we we had the better part of the day and we thought that would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't see, we maybe saw half of the zoo uh-huh. and they've built additions since then. So that is a destination in and of itself there. You've got SeaWorld, mm-hmm. uh, you've got Petco Park, which is the home to the San Diego Padres. It's a really unique ballpark. We took a tour. I highly recommend that. Uh, there's the Gas Lamp District, which is close to Petco Park there downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got beaches, Mission Beach, Coronado Beach. You've got the boat tours. You've got hiking, the sandstone cliffs of Torrey Pines State Park. And then, heck, you can, it, LA is right, you know, about an hour, yeah. an hour and a half away, depending on traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's within reach as well. But San Diego is a beautiful place to go and one that I would highly recommend. And yeah, we, we actually, when I was in the Marines, I was stationed out at, uh, you know, Camp Pendleton out there. Mm-hmm. We had, after the war, we had some time off. We had about 10 days. So we actually hitchhiked, me and four other Marines, hitchhiked to Hollywood. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was quite an adventure. But, you know, we all chipped in some money and paid this guy. He was an L.A. firefighter. It wasn't, it wasn't that far, though. Drove yeah. us in. We got to grab a hotel, see a lot of stuff. It's a great area. Yep. But you got great beaches like Oceanside's not a bad beach. It's near there as well. A lot of Marines, though, so that things can get, <laughs> get spring breakish. <laughs> well, number two on the list is the Grand Canyon, which is one of my favorite places in the country. There's nothing like this natural wonder. It's 277 river miles long, 18 miles wide, and a mile deep. 
on the south rim, it's going to be really crowded during peak times, much more crowded overall than the north the north rim of the Grand Canyon. It's home to the Grand Canyon Village and the well-hiked Bright Angel Trail. On the north rim, again, that's going to be less developed, mm-hmm. but home to camping and some hardcore uh, hiking. Because of the sparse development, though, uh, make sure that you plan early for this one. Make your hotel reservations at least a year in advance. What about rafting? You can raft on the Colorado, Colorado River, absolutely. There's Havasu, Havasu Falls. It's a beautiful blue waterway. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of it. It's it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. There's the Grand Canyon Skywalk, which I would never do, but no. it's uh, 70 feet over the canyon. It's on a semicircular bridge with a glass bottom flooring. No, thank you. But yes. a lot of people dig it. You and I can stand and watch while our families go. It, absolutely, yes. Um, I will never forget when my wife and I went. It was her first time I'd been before, but we took the uh, the Grand Canyon Railroad into the Grand Canyon area there. Mm-hmm. And where you get off, you kind of walk, and you can't see anything, and then all of a sudden everything opens up and you can see the Grand Canyon. The look on her face. Yeah. It looked like a kid at Christmas. I mean, it was just, it's that much of a, of a wonder. You, yeah. There's nothing else to compare it to. That's awesome. Hey, all right. Here's a place that we went a couple years ago, and my girls have just been itching to go back. Outer Banks. Yes, OBX. Yeah. So it's a chain of barrier islands off the coast of North Carolina, uh, made famous by the Wright brothers. They had their first flight at Kill Devil Hills. Yes, been there. Plenty of mini golf courses, beaches, highly regarded uh, North Carolina Aquarium at mm-hmm. Roanoke Island. The pirate Blackbeard fought his last yep. battle at, I can't pronounce, uh, Ocracoke? Ocracoke, yeah. Okay, and the lost colony of Roanoke disappeared somewhere in the area. Yes. We're not exactly sure since they never were found. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a great spot for families looking for unspoiled beaches. You know, if you're looking, again, a lot of people like to go where there's crowds, but there's other people who yeah. would prefer a less crowded beach, and this is a good spot for those folks. I would think natural beauty as opposed to, like, beach nightlife. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the draw there. Yeah. They've got wild horses evidently run on the beaches there. I've, I've had several clients that I've booked in there, and they, they all come back and love it. So that's a, a yeah. really good option for 2020 spring break. It is. And I, I can tell you what – if you're if you're a beach person, you're gonna find the beach there. Right. There are nice beaches there. Usually, dunes are all along the beach between the the beach and the road. Right. So you're driving down the road, and and, and by the way, if you're gonna make a trip to Outer Banks, you finally get there, and you think we're here, but then you've still got miles and miles <laughs> just to really get into the in inner part of. Outer Banks, right. where all the restaurants are and all those things. But there are some great restaurants and uh, great places for the beach. We actually rented a house. It was about a three-story house, and it was sitting on water. But, you know, of course, it, was, it wasn't right on the beach. Right. Great place, great place for biking. So definitely a great consideration. Now, here's one we hear all about, the right. Bahamas. yes. And, and it's funny because most people, when you say Bahamas, they think Nassau, they yes. think Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, but the Bahamas are made up, made up of roughly 700 islands. Mm-hmm. And that, when the, the last hurricane that came through and hit, a lot of people had a hard time understanding because there were several parts, like I think Nassau was 
I wouldn't say unaffected, but they weren't as affected. They've stayed open. The, mm -hmm. a lot of their attractions, people don't understand there's 700 islands. Yeah. Beautiful beaches, duty-free shops, fishing, scuba diving. You can even swim with pigs if that's the thing mm. that you want to do. I, yeah, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those are just some of the attractions, though. Nature enthusiasts can explore the Leon Levy Plant Preserve. Uh, bargain hunters can enjoy haggling to their heart's content. Me, the marketplace. My mother-in-law loves to haggle when we go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Me, that I hate that. I cannot yeah, stand I that. Just tell me what the price is. And I don't right. know if I want to buy it or not. I'm not going to sit there and, but she loves it and she'll walk away with stuff going, Hey, I only paid $2 for this. And it's like, well, it's a, it's a carving of a dolphin with yeah. a, with someone. I, yeah, I don't want that, but okay. That's great. See, I'm a, I'm a people person and I'm a kind of a sucker, I guess, because of it. I, I always go into it, you know, like these people, a lot of times they don't have a lot of money. Sure. And they're trying to make a living. Right. And I hate to bring the price down on them. Give them, you know, if it's reasonable, I'm just going to go ahead and pay it. Yeah. I'm a sucker. I'll see me. It. I'm just going to walk away. I just, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to go swim somewhere. All right. Atlantis, that is a hugely popular mega resort where you can swim and you can also swim with the dolphins at Blue Lagoon, which is close, close to Atlantis. Um, and I'll have to say, the last time that we, we went to the Bahamas was on a cruise. That was one of our ports of call. And my wife and daughter and my in-laws were going to swim with the dolphins. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking, I mean, that sounds cool, but the price, it was pretty steep, right, yeah. um, at the Blue Lagoon. And I thought, man, i just watch. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not really. Plus, I didn't want to kill any poor dolphins trying to push around my, my fluffiness. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't do it. But And that's something I still regret to this day. Yeah. They have, I've never, my father-in-law was 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 just giggling like a schoolgirl as the uh -huh. dolphins were pushing him through the water i mean it really is an amazing experience you get yeah. to pet the dolphins you learn a little bit about the dolphins and then they'll push you through the water so. right now I, I i just throw this in i had a we rented a pontoon boat in outside of uh panama city once and we were in this bay and uh, there were dolphins around yeah and my friend decided just to jump in the water with them <laughs> and these are you know they're not train they are just actually in the wild right, dolphins. Right. So I don't know if there's a downside to that, but uh, you know, I wasn't really a fan of doing that. Well, so. I think dolphins are highly intelligent yeah. creatures, um, but I don't know how much they like to just have random people jump in the water if they're not trained to yeah. be around people. That he didn't wind up in the hospital or no, he just it disappeared. Oh, and yeah, then sure. we said it's coming up behind you and he he said, No, it's not. And he turned around and well there was this huge. The dolphin got the drop out of it. <laughs> yeah, swimming by him. And needless to say, he was a little bit terrified. Oh man! Well, that's just that's just some of the uh, things that you can do in the Bahamas. Um, the you've got the deep blue waters of the Atlantic um, on some of the islands. In the southern side, you've got the the calm turquoise green waters of the Exuma Sound around there. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, you cannot go wrong going to the Bahamas. All right, let's move back inland. Yeah. Talk a little bit about Orlando. Because we never talk about Orlando. We never talk about Disney. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing with Orlando. It's mm -hmm. so much more than Disney. It, it's really becoming the family travel capital. But there's so much to see and do. Yeah. You know, Walt Disney, we're just about in 2021 to enter the 50th anniversary of Magic King, Kingdom and Epcot. If you've ever been to Disney during one of their anniversary years, mm -hmm. I mean, there's they don't need much of an excuse to throw a celebration. No, that's kind of what they do. 
Uh, but when it is a milestone year for them, they really go all out. So 2021 is definitely going to be a good spot, a good time to go. But 2020, there's still so much to see. You've got a Star Wars themed area that we've mm-hmm. talked about, Galaxy's yeah. Edge, the new Skyliner, the gondola system that's going to take you, that's going to help with travel uh, in the park. You've got new resorts, you've got new retraction, new attractions, and then they are completely reimagining Epcot, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So they're in the process of that. And then you move over to Universal. If you've got kids that are Harry Potter fans, this is where you want to go. The themed areas there, they include the new Hag- Hagrid. I'm not a Harry Potter guy, is that yeah, right? We'll go with that. Okay. Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. So you can either ride, it's like you're riding a motorcycle, or mm-hmm. it's got one of those, what do you call the extra little cabin thing the scout seat is that, is that what <laughs> i'm not is? helping you at all no you're looking at me like let's <laughs> we'll see where you got to go with this huh? it's the, <laughs> the little seat you can ride in that so you can okay. either drive you can either drive the bike or you can sit in the little scout seat there but you know and you're talking about the uh, 50th coming up for disney yeah. uh, that opened the year i was born wow so what does that tell you wow it means we need to Get one of those Lordy Lordy Danny's fifty. I don't know how that nah, works. It's nifty sight, but anyway, nifty, I, I'm nifty hearing a sad trombone playing right now after I say that. But that's and a loud tram- trombone. There it was. Uh, <laughs> Danny's got to be fifty next year. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Universal's got new resorts, including the Endless Summer Resorts, where you can you can get incredible value at these resorts, mm-hmm. and they're very nice. Um, Universal's also announced plans like we've talked about for the fourth part called Epic Universe. And then beyond Universal and Disney, their SeaWorld gives you a third option. They've got new rides and experiences like the new Sesame Street Land. Oh, yeah. You cannot go wrong there. No. Park guests can be transported to the bold and colorful creative land. Um, SeaWorld's launched a coaster called the Icebreaker and a dueling water racer ride called the Riptide Race. That'll be on the way this year. So plenty to do in Orlando. I mean, again, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. You can mm-hmm. go downtown. Uh, when the last time that we were down there, my wife and I took in a uh, Orlando City soccer game. They were playing Atlanta. Of course, Atlanta won. Um, you've got Legoland, Florida. That's yeah. another option in the, in the Orlando area where, where you have a chance for your pint-sized Lego builders. Mm-hmm to just play uh pirate sword for 2020 you can stay in the new pirate island hotel and attend a new uh pirate fest weekend so if you've got a little pirate that likes legos you can go and then they have a new ski show in pirates cove so very cool yes so all of that there's and that that they have the eye of orlando the big ferris wheel there's just so much to do in Orlando. You could you could literally spend three or four weeks there and not do the same thing twice. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to go back to the other coast for a minute. You know, I've thought about going out to uh, the YouTube conference this coming summer. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in Anaheim. Yes. But I'm kind of wondering, uh, what's in Anaheim? Right. Anaheim is, is really a cool spot. Um, you know, there's something about the original, Disneyland. Uh, it doesn't have as many family-friendly options as the Orlando counterpart, but it has a ton to offer. It, you, when you, if you're a fan of nostalgia, which is really one thing that Disney sells very well, oh, is yeah. nostalgia, definitely. And I mean, it was the first. Um, you, they can build all kind of fun parks all over the world, but that you know, there's never going to be another another number one. So, 
Um, Galaxy's Edge is now open. Both rides are open in, in Disneyland. California Adventure. So I, okay, so I think which Disney park you like is a lot, has a lot to do with where you were raised and which one you grew up going to. Probably so. I, growing up on the East Coast and been and have gone to Disney World mm-hmm. way too many times, um, that's my favorite. But California Adventure, of all the parks, is probably my favorite. Um, okay. I went for a site visit um, with my the travel agency that I work with and couldn't uh, wasn't able to take uh, either of my sons, and I, I really hate it because they love cars. Mm-hmm. So Radiator Springs, they have built yeah. at California Adventure, and it is awesome. So if you if you have cars fans, that is where you want to go. And then Pixar Pier, I forget what it used to be called, but um, they've got the Incredicoaster, which is a really cool roller coaster. They've got all kinds of options based on the Pixar movies. They've got Toy Story Mania like they have it yeah, in Orlando. Which is totally awesome. It is awesome. Uh, and then... So Disneyland doesn't have as many resort official resorts as Orlando. Nowhere close. They've got three, uh, two of which I highly recommend. The Grand Californian is actually attached to California Adventure. So you okay. have your own entrance that you can, if you're staying at California Adventure, you can go into the park there. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. And then Disneyland Hotel, which was the first official Disney resort, uh, lots of history in that hotel. So those are two that I highly recommend. And then beyond beyond Disney, you've got Knott's Berry Farm and Adventureland. Those are two um, much more economical, um, yeah. much, I don't want to say cheaper. Yeah. But they're, they're options if you want a little more value there. Mm-hmm. You've also got the beaches of Huntington, Oceanside, yeah. and Laguna. Yeah. Those are all close. And then you've got the sightseeing that you want to do in Southern California. If you want to do the whole Hollywood thing, that's there. You've yeah. got universal Hollywood. Um, so yeah. And then again, San Diego is a hundred miles away. So yeah. well, just to give myself a little shameless plug here, I would love to help you plan your next vacation. So if you're planning your next vacation, please drop me a line and let me help you plan that vacation. My services are always free to my clients. Just drop me a line at Rob at the family vacation or dot live. And join us on our next episode when we take a look at All Inclusives. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.